The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yes, you are. It is uh, six minutes after seven o'clock and a lovely warm Wednesday evening. It is time for you to uh, get those questions answered. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Lior standing by for that. Uh, we'll get to a bunch of stuff tonight, possibly some emails. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca and a couple different topics in between our calls. Uh, first one is if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. And we'll get to a bunch of those talking points in just a bit. And phone calls and all kinds of other uh, cool things as we do each week here on the show don't be bashful if you want to call in it's uh it's, you know it's about your job it's about your life your career whether you're off still on a temporary layoff due to COVID 19 or something just happened at the workplace and you need to clear up some uh, some misinformation or some mystery do it pocketemploymentlawyer.ca by the way is the uh, the website to use 24 7 like having an employment lawyer with you absolutely free and anonymous don't you know and i'll give you a number as well you can write this down this one you can keep for all time one eight five five eight two one. 5900 that is to have a chat of the more private nature after the show is off the air and when we're not on the air as well but for now 416-870-6400 let's get it rolling the uh, the week that was pal how are you johnny i'm doing great uh lovely weather can't uh, complain oh, yeah. about that and uh I uh, I had the busy day. I didn't get to enjoy it too much because I've been on the phone. I've been on email all week, all day, and I'll continue doing that even after the show today because I keep getting a lot of questions, more than ever. You know, I, I, I deal with employment issues. So regardless of COVID-19, I always am busy. There's always workplace questions to be answered. But over the past couple of months, the, the, the volume of question has been really, really something else. So if you have a question, don't be bashful. I, I know that there's questions. I, know, I don't know any anyone that doesn't have questions about their workplace rights, about their layoff, about whether they have to go back to work, but what happens if your salary gets changed? What happens if you're let go? What are you owed? What are your rights? So any of those questions and more, bring them on right now. Uh, I can tell you what, what you need to know. I can help you sort out some of the, the mystery that may be going on. Uh, there's really answers to everything. There really is. The law is quite good. The law still applies. So take advantage of us being here and, and ask your questions. But uh, a couple situations that came across my desk just uh, very recently. Uh, first one I'll tell you about. I uh, spoke with a lady who uh, recently was recalled back to work uh, a, few, uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, though, was one of three people laid off that was called back. The other two were not called back. Uh, so initially she considered herself very fortunate. Uh, but what she realized very quickly is that now she was given the job of the other right. two. So now she's essentially doing the work of three people. Uh, needless to say, she was not paid anymore, and she was working day and night, and it, it was extremely stressful. Uh, she, she couldn't sleep at night. It, it was something just really, really difficult for her to manage. She spoke to her employer, and they said, well, we, we can't afford to, to bring the other two people back or even one of them, so we need you to do this. Uh, and she called me exacerbated, uh, exasperated, and she wanted to know what uh, what are my rights here. So 
we know that if an employer takes away responsibilities, if an employer demotes you, we know that that's not allowed. That's a constructive right. dismissal. But it also applies if your employer gives you a lot more responsibilities. If your employer changes your job, so now that instead of your job being X and Y, it's A, B, C, D, E, F, X, and Y, that's a different job than what you signed up for, meaning that also gives you the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. A change to your job is a change to your job, whether it's more responsibilities or less responsibilities. Without more pay, no, it's not something an employer is allowed to do. I understand they may have business reasons, but the law is the law. So her options, though, are that she can continue working and, and do her best and see if she can manage the situation, or she can treat this as a constructive dismissal and leave and say, I can't do this. You put me in a situation where it's not workable, pay me my severance. She's going to decide what she wants to do. But I wanted to remind everyone that if you are in that situation, you're called back to work, your colleagues may still be off, you're now doing the work of several people, you do have recourse there. It is not something your employer is allowed to do. If you find yourself in that situation, reach out to me. And reach out now, 416-870-6400. Just getting our first call lined up here. Uh, what else uh, What else you got in, in mind tonight? Uh, I spoke with a gentleman that found out uh, today, actually, I spoke to him, that he was being let go. And he was being let go not because of anything wrong that he did. Uh, because of COVID-19, his employer didn't have any more work for him. Well, he was on a fixed-term contract that was supposed to expire at the end of this year, at the end of 2020. Uh, and so he called me and wanted to know, okay, I've been let go today. I've been let go on a three or four months into this contract. What am I owed? Well, he was very surprised to learn that even though he's only been there since the beginning of the year, because he was on a fixed-term contract, his employer had to pay him the balance of the contract till the end of the year. So that is a, an important thing to remember. If you're on a fixed-term contract, a contract for a specific period of time, six months, 12 months, 18, whatever it is, generally the rule is if you're let go before that contract expires, before the end date on that contract, the company still has to pay you until the end of the contract. And I've had situations where the company had to pay someone three years pay because he was on a three-year contract. He was let go shortly after he started. Well, they had to pay the difference. So whether it's COVID-19 related or not, if you're let go before the end date of your employment, before the end date of the contract that you signed, the company has to pay you the difference. 416-870-6400, always a number to get to, uh, to Obi. Hey, Obi, uh, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. My, What's up? My question is, uh, I am on a can, uh, emergency response benefits, and I already applied for third time. And what will be my options uh, after this program ends? And mm. I am off of work because of medical reasons since uh, end of March. I see. Uh, so you're, you're off work uh, since the end of March, but not because of COVID-19? Because of COVID-19. Oh, you are? Okay, I understand. So if you're, uh, after the fourth month, if you still are not able to work, then you can, uh, at that point, qualify for EI. Assuming that you had enough hours worked before to qualify for EI, you can switch over to regular EI benefits at the end of the four month, Obi. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. 
No problem. You are very welcome. And uh, you want to call through, see how uh, quickly the answers get uh, answered, the questions get answered, just like that. 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Phone lines, lots of them, and they're all open here on the Wednesday night edition of the show. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. Usually (laughs) it's the opposite, but now we're talking what not to do, right? Things not to do. And and some of the things things we're going to talk about may seem counterintuitive. You may think, oh, I got to do this. But no, we're going to give you a list of a few things you don't want to do because if you do them, you're going to be giving up your legal rights. You're going to be compromising your legal entitlement. So these are things you want to stay away from, things not to do if you find yourself in a workplace situation. First one is this. Don't sign employment agreements without knowing exactly what you're signing. Spoiler alert, let Lior see it first, but don't sign it. You know what? In fact, we should be saying, instead of even saying, don't sign without knowing what you're signing, we should simply say, don't sign it. In fact, I spoke yeah, with her yeah. someone earlier today, and I told her, you know, if your employer uh, asks you to sign an agreement, just don't sign it. Absolutely not. Do not do it. If you're already employed and your employer wants you to sign an employment agreement, the easiest way for you to lose all your legal entitlements is by signing that agreement. Yeah. I can assure you, I've seen it thousands of times that that agreement is going to contain terms that compromise your legal entitlements. For example, it could limit your future severance. It can allow the company to change your job or change your pay. It can allow the company to lay you off temporarily. It can prevent you from working in the industry down the road. That and many other things, bad, bad, bad idea. So you don't just sign this thinking, well, okay, if my employer says it's all good, I should sign it. Absolutely not. If you're offered an agreement, listen, let's be safe. Send me a copy. Let me take a look, and I'll tell you if and what you should be concerned about. But otherwise, do not sign it. Your employer cannot punish you for signing it. You don't want to sign it and realize down the road that by doing that, it costs you potentially tens of thousands of dollars in lost severance or or other entitlements. Bad idea. Mm -hmm. The easiest way to give up your rights is by signing a new employment agreement when you don't have to. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Questions, bring them on. If you're an employer or an employee alike, want to talk to you. Paul, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by, fellow. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, and how are you? Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind? So my question is, I listen to your show quite a bit, and I, I listen to the lawyer. I forget his name there. But everything seems, yep. wrapped, every, everything seems to be wrapped around the employee, like the employer is the bad guy in this situation. Employers who are run uh, mid, mid-range companies, small companies, have been struggling for years because this country, as you know, we are taxed to death. Mm-hmm. And this just makes it worse. And there's no – everything seems on your show when I listen is you're attacking employee, employers. And, and it's just it, – you know, it's, it's just not right. It's like lawyers, this is how they make their money. You, 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 you attack the people that have been employing people for years – and now we're in this situation, and basically what you're saying, you're putting people in a situation where they can bankrupt the company. It's not right. No, let, let me finish, because you talk Go a ahead. lot, but you don't listen. Oh, we pay for the show. Go ahead. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is I think there should be some kind of, of, uh, of uh, dialogue that protects the employer to help him maintain through this COVID-19 and to keep his employees so they don't have to go bankrupt or lay everybody off so they, they don't have a job and everybody goes in unemployment. Because that's where it's going. 
if this keeps well, up. let me let, let me say this. You said that you, you make money by talking to the employees. I make a lot more money by representing employers than I do representing employees. What I'm talking about on the show is what the law is. So you getting upset at me is like saying, well, I'm upset that the law is the way it, the way it is. That That's silly. That's like getting upset at your doctor because he's telling you what your medical condition is. That, that would be just doesn't make any sense. So I'm sorry. I, I don't have a lot of uh, patience for people that are saying, well, uh, how dare you tell someone what the law is? How dare, dare you tell someone what their rights are? You know what? I'm going to continue telling people what their rights are, what the law is, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. And keep in mind, employers have such an easy way to protect their rights. Use a proper employment agreement. If an employer doesn't do that, then the law is the law. I don't decide what the law is. I don't even give an opinion on the law. So, sorry, you're bucking up the wrong tree, my friend. We'll uh, get to more. Maybe uh, circle back to that one after we uh, we uh, we take a short break here. Rick, stand by, brother. You're coming up next. And your calls as well. Bring them on. Answer everybody. 416-870-6400 is the number. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back indeed. The uh, phone number 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. And that is the uh, the way to call through. Just, you know, it's, it's funny, the last caller, and it was a great call, love having it on, that they were complaining, you know, you're always coming down on employers and it's always, you know, they're getting the bad end of the stick when it comes to the show. I mean, the fact of the matter is, yeah, I mean, that's half of your business. Plus, it, it goes to the beginning. Like you said, a employment agreement can make all this agita a moot point if it's scripted from the outset in favor of the employer, which you do. And an employer that doesn't inform itself on its legal obligations and then gets upset at a lawyer who's telling people what their entitlements are makes no sense, right? As an employer, if you're going to run a business, right, you're going to understand what your obligations are, for example, with respect to taxes. You're going to understand what your obligations are with respect to, uh, you know, your administrative obligations. Well, you should also uh, find out what your obligations are with respect to employment law. A lot of employers don't do that. And because you don't do that, yeah, you may get into trouble. But that's not the lawyer's fault. That's not my fault. All I'm talking about on the show is what the law is, what legal rights are. I don't make them up. I don't even tell you whether they're good or bad. or, you, or I'm just telling you what it is. So, yeah, if you get upset at me, that's just silly, frankly. Yeah, if you don't change your oil, you can't crap in your mechanic when your engine blows, right? We'll get <laughs> to uh, more calls, 416-870-6400 here in a minute. We're just getting them all lined up. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. Don't, quote-unquote, take one for the team at your expense. That's right. And the problem is this. If you're going to take one for the team, meaning you're going to be the good soldier, your employer does something that they're not allowed to. Again, it's the law. It's not me saying that. Your employer is not allowed to significantly change the terms of employment. For example, give you a a pay decrease. So you may say, well, you know what? I'll take one for the team. I'll I'll accept this pay decrease. And that's cool. That's, That's admirable, actually. But the problem is, again, that's the law, is that if you do that, number one is you've given the company the right to do it again. Number two, especially with the pay cut, is if you're let go shortly after that pay cut, now your severance is calculated based on the reduced amount. So you have to keep these things into consideration. If, if your, the terms of employment are being changed, you should consider whether you want, you're comfortable with accepting that and all that comes with it, 
or whether or not you want to treat that as a constructive dismissal. A surefire way to give up entitlements and give up rights is to take one for the team and to accept the change that the employer otherwise is not allowed to make. 416-870-6400. That is the number. Uh, Al, or is it AJ? No, pardon me, AJ. Thanks for hanging on. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on in your world? Um, I got a question. Um, this is from in regards to my mom. She was uh, laid off, and uh, they asked her to come back in, and she's been working for about a week and a half. And the thing is, they're not really following any social distancing or any kind of PPE requirements for the back to work, and she's brought it up to her superiors about providing masks, gloves, etc. And they basically told her, if you want to work, you have to provide your own stuff. Is that is that right? Well, what the employer's obligation is, is to follow the directions provided by government, by, by the health authorities, right? So certainly social distancing, that goes without saying they have to ensure social distancing. Now, in terms of PPE and protective equipment, the government has not said you have to have those, uh, certainly not for most people. So because they're not legally required to have those, I think it's a very good idea to have them, don't get me wrong. But because they're not legally required, they can say, hey, we don't, the law doesn't say we have to do it. So employee, if you want it, that's cool, but you have to bring it. Now, if the law said, sorry, employer, if you want to operate, you have to have PPE, then, then they would have to pay for it and they would have to provide it. So, so, AJ, it comes down to the fact that because they're not legally required to do it, yeah, they can't say to your mother, if you want it, you have to bring it yourself. AJ, hope that answered your question. You want to reach out further at, uh, for another topic, uh, something a little more private in nature, one 821 5900 That's to get a hold of Lior when the show is uh, not on the air. We're going to move along here to, uh, to Mark. Hey, Mark, thanks for standing by. How are you? Uh, good. How are you guys? Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Um, I have a question. Um, I'm a unionized mechanic. Uh, I've been in my position for seven years. Um, if I were to give my company um, uh, ample notice, say if I walked in and gave them notice that I'd be leaving my position in two months for uh, the same position with another company, uh, if they walked me out the door, would they be on the hook to pay me uh, the two months? Uh, the answer is no. And, and uh, generally speaking, they can't actually let you go. They can't actually do that unless the collective agreement specifically allows them to do that. Generally speaking, with a unionized employee, they can't just decide to let you go. So it may the collective agreement may allow them to do that. Uh, so you'd have to ask your union. But no, either way, they would not have to pay you the two months. That I can tell you for sure. Uh, but talk to your union if there's anything in the collective agreement that may may or may not allow them even to walk you out at all. Okay. Um, now, if, if the, assuming there isn't anything in the agreement and they uh, they did, uh, you know, walk me out, um, what, uh, what would my course of action be or what would I... Uh, be fair in assuming I was entitled to. So your uh, your union would have to file a, a grievance, uh, okay. and then they would seek reinstatement and, and lost wages. So that would be the uh, the remedy, and the union would be the only one that can help you in that situation. Uh, you'd have to talk to them about filing a grievance right away if that happened. 
Mark, appreciate the call. I'm going to move on here. 416-870-6400. Your email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And a reminder, anytime you wanted to use it, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, whether an employer or an employee. Lots of good information there. It's uh, free. It's anonymous, but there is a contact button at the top if you want to carry on from there. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor if you feel that you can't work. In fact, you should, right? Yes, you, you, you should and you must. If you yeah. can't work, I don't want you to simply say, well, I don't think I can work. I, don't, I think I'm sick or injured, so I'm just not going to go to work and I'll tell my employer. It doesn't work that way. To preserve your rights, you have to actually get something from a doctor. If you don't, if you don't get something from a doctor, if you simply tell your employer, listen, employer, I'm, I'm uh, going to be off for the next few weeks because I have a bad back or whatever it is. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't have something from a doctor, the employer may consider you to have resigned. And then not only do you lose your job, you would lose any entitlements to benefits, to EI, etc. Bad idea. So the only one that can give you time off work for medical reasons is your doctor. So talk to your doctor. If you, do, you don't think you can work, maybe it's a mental health issue, it's, it's anxiety, uh, depression, anything like that, talk to your doctor. And if your doctor agrees and feels that you shouldn't be working, they'll give you a doctor's note and then you can give that to your employer. Once you give that note to your employer, you're protected. At that point, your employer can't do anything to you, can't punish you, can't consider to have resigned. They have to allow you to, to come back to work when that leave is over. So that's how you protect your rights. That's how you not give, them, give those rights up, by speaking to your doctor, getting a doctor's note. You know, it's interesting, too, because you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, a mental illness. And it's it's one of those things where people probably don't know that if you need to have some time off of work with doctor's approval, because doctors got the trump card and all this, if they say you have to be off, you got to be off or can be off. You also, your employer doesn't have to know the diagnosis, do they? You don't have to tell them if you got a bad back or cancer or, or, a, or a migraine. You know what I mean? That, that They don't have to know that. No, not, and they don't have a right to ask because what does it right. matter why you're off work? Is it a herniated disc or are you suffering from depression? Does it matter? No. What matters is whether you can work. My, what might also matter is whether you need some accommodation. Can your employer help you and accommodate you? So your employer cannot ask you what is the medical condition. They cannot ask you what specialist you're seeing, what medication you're taking. None of that is relevant. None of that is something that they can ask you. It would be a breach of privacy. You can absolutely say no. It's okay to tell your employer what the prognosis is, how long I'm going right. to be off work, uh, what, uh, what kind of accommodation I'm going to need or limitations I have, but that's it. No more than that. 416-870-6400. We'll keep it going here. Next up, uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, thanks for uh, thanks for making the call, taking the time. How are you? Not bad. How are you, sir? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I, I've called it a few times. Um, okay. I've been off work uh, since, uh, I believe, March 17th. I filed for sick leave. Uh, I'm a union uh, person. I work in construction. Um, pretty much, I took sick leave. I have COPD underlying conditions. Uh, I'm ready to get back to work. Uh, after I stopped work, uh, they actually laid off for a couple weeks because they shut down construction. Uh, the company is a big company. They're all back working now, and I've been trying to call, and they haven't returned my calls. Are they required to reemploy me? They are, uh, absolutely. 
But in a situation like this, don't chase them. You you call your union, have your union do the work. They're the ones that are, you already have a representative, right? Your union is your representative. So if your employer is not doing what it's supposed to, they're not telling you what your status is, when you're coming back to work, you get the union on this immediately. And if they don't get the response, they can file a grievance. There's a legal process that they can engage in, but you have to talk to your union. And, and I wouldn't wait on this. Okay, I'll do that. I, I really appreciate your help. I've called a few times, love the show, and I'll get right on that. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Ah, Good. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening and, uh, and that weather as well. So, you want to preserve your workplace, uh, your workplace rights. Huh? Don't ever do this. Don't forget. This one's bad, too. Don't forget about your employer when you're off on a medical leave. Right. Keep, so keep we in touch. Yeah. Keep in touch. We talked about the fact that if you need to be off work, if you can't work, you get the doctor's note. Well, that doctor's mm-hmm. note allows you to be off work. But, okay, so now you're off work. That's fine. You're, you're working and getting better. Do not forget about your employer, and especially if you're going to be off for a long time. If you're going to be off for a week, okay, you're going to be off for a week, come back, it's no big deal. But if you're going to be off weeks or even months at a time because of a medical condition, don't forget about your employer. Don't forget to stay in touch. Give them an update as to how you're doing, uh, You know, if there's a, pro- a prognosis in terms of when you expect to be back to work or when you're going to be evaluated again. If your employer doesn't hear from you at all, they may at some point assume that you don't want to work there, that you've left your job or abandoned your job. You don't want to be in a situation where, okay, now I'm ready to come back to work. Good news company, I'm coming back. And they say, wait a second, we thought you quit. Uh, you, you weren't in touch with us. You didn't tell us anything. Yeah. So we consider you to have resigned. Don't do that. Don't let that happen. Uh, instead, be in touch with your employer. And I'm not suggesting you have to speak your, with your employer daily, or not even weekly. But if you're going to be off for a, a long time, you know, at least once a month, I would even do it twice a month. Be in touch with your employer. Send a short note. Ask them if they, they need anything more formal or just let them know. Just so you know, I'm still working, still hoping to get back to work as soon as I can. Make sure that they know that you're still there. You're still coming yeah. back. You haven't left your job. You haven't forgotten about them. So don't forget about your employer. Stay in touch. It's easy to do. It doesn't take much, but it's a very, very important thing to do. Phone lines open. Still got uh, lots of time and room for you. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. You want to send an email along anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And by the way, employmentlawyer.ca is where you can catch past radio shows and links to our TV show as well. That happens on the uh, the weekend, so that's, that's pretty cool as well. So you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. And we love this one too. Don't quit unless it's completely voluntary. I'm expecting your resignation on my desk tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm expecting a resignation, or here's your option. Your option is to do this or to resign. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way, okay? Uh, Your employer can no more tell you to resign than they can tell you where to go on vacation, okay? It's it's that simple. Uh, So if your employer doesn't want you to work there anymore, yeah, they're allowed to let you go. They have to pay severance. They're not allowed to ever tell you to resign. The only one that can decide whether you want to resign is you. The employee can only do that voluntarily and unilaterally. So if your employer says, well, you have to resign, you're going to say, no, I don't have to resign. I'm going to continue working unless you tell me not to. And then they terminate. Why would you resign unless you decide you don't want to work there? So there's no such thing as a forced resignation. The problem is if you think you have no choice and you resign, well, if on the books it shows that you've resigned, the company say, well, I don't have to pay you anything. You resigned. And then it's going to be more difficult to show that, well, yeah, I did resign, but I only resigned because they told me I had to. Let's not even go there, right? If your employer says, 
uh, expect a resignation in the morning or uh, you can take a pay cut or to resign, you're going to say, well, nine, none of those because neither of those things can your employer make you do. So don't make it easy for you to lose your rights. Okay. And again, the caller we had previously is going to get upset at me. How dare you tell someone not to resign? Well, that's the law. So it, there's no such thing as a forced resignation. If your employer does tell you, you too bad, you have to resign. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. That's not something they can do. That number, by the way, keep it one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to reach out after the show. But we'll get to another call here on the show. That would be uh, Emily. Hi, Emily. Good evening. Hi. I have been working on a freelance basis for a company for a very long time, over twenty five years. Wow. If they decide not to use me anymore, do I have any recourse? It's on Great a question. freelance basis, but they consider me staff. I have a company email. I have company business cards. And you've been there for you've been doing that for twenty five years. Give me a sense. How many hours a in in a normal situation? How many hours a week would you work? About twenty five. It and varies I, from week to week. Okay. And other than the work you do from from uh, for them, do you work for anyone else? I do have other freelance clients as well. Yes. And is it fair to say that this particular company is your biggest one? Of course. So here's the thing, you're, you're going to be one of two things. Either you're going to be in the eyes of the law considered an employee, or you may be considered a dependent contractor. Now, which one, frankly, doesn't matter, and, and here's why. Uh, with whichever one it is, if they let you go after 25 years, they're going to have to pay you severance, essentially, like an employee. And after 25 years, you're probably looking at about two years' pay they're going to have to pay you. Now, it's quite likely after 25 years and working for them, you know, 25 hours a week, you know, it's a lot of hours, and you said you have company email and phone, etc. It's very, very likely that you've been misclassified and misclassified for a very long time that the law is going to consider you to be an employee. Remember, the law is the only one that decides what your actual legal status is. So you may actually be an employee, but even if not, you certainly would be a dependent contractor. So because of that, I can tell you, you don't have to worry about being let go without compensation. They will have to pay your compensation as much as two years pay. And if that happens, Emily, if they do let you go, reach out to me and I'll make sure that you get everything that you're owed. Thank you. There isn't any indication that this is going to happen, but I Good. always wondered what would happen if, if Absolutely. they paid no more. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. That is called being prepared and having your ducks in a row, man. Here's the uh, number, Emily. Just, you know, put it on your fridge and leave it. one 855 That's to reach out to uh, Lior and company if it ever arises or if you have more questions about your situation because you're not the only one that's uh, in that situation uh, for sure. 416-870-6400. That is number. We're going to rock and roll here. Still got lots more time, so bring on the questions. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. And this is pretty much a good rule for life. Maybe not if you're in the mafia, but everyone else. <laughs> Don't forget to document everything. Write it down. <laughs> yeah. Right? In the mafia, maybe not so much. That's no. right. But but documenting is so important when it comes to workplace rights. I never like uh, any workplace dispute that comes down to he said, she said. It's just yeah. not n- not easy to deal with. You know, It can absolutely be dealt with, but I'd rather not. So if you're now finding yourself in a situation where, wait a second, my, my spidey sense is tingling. I think maybe they're building a case against me. I think they, they may be wanting to change my job or, or, or to push me out. Well, let's start documenting things. 
Uh, it could be as simple as if you have a meeting with someone, you wish you had a record, send an email, okay, confirming what happened. Now you have a, a record of it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you can keep notes in a journal or a diary. Here's what happened. Here's what was said. Here's what was done. Keep do- document. Document everything of, of importance. Now, I'm not suggesting that on your first day of employment, you know, you document what was said to you during training. Not, that's not what I'm talking about. But you use your, your, your instincts, your common sense. If you think something out of the ordinary is happening, if, you, if you're feeling that this, things can escalate in a negative way, start documenting things, keeping records of it. Down the road, you'll be so, so, so happy you did. One of the easiest ways to, to essentially give up your rights is if you haven't done a good job documenting and then you're saying this is what happened and someone else says, no, no, it didn't happen, that makes it more difficult. So documenting, you can never, ever go wrong. And that one dovetails nicely into the next one, which is don't just accept unfair discipline or inaccurate performance reviews, right? Right. And I'm talking specifically about unfair discipline or inaccurate. Mm-hmm. If they're, they are fair, if they are accurate, even if they're not positive ones, well, then it is what it is. But if it is inaccurate, if your employer says, you know, you did this, but you didn't, that's not what happened. Or no, I did it, but here's why. Make sure that your employer understands that. Make sure you say so in writing. Send an email. Make sure that you're, you're, you correct the employer. Because if you don't, then you're considered to have accepted it. So if you get uh, unfair discipline, uh, you know, you've been given a, a warning for your conduct, and you think it's, it's not legitimate, but you don't say anything. Well, it's as if you've just said, I agree with this warning. I, I agree that that was correct to give me that warning. Well, the problem with that is down the road, if something happens again, they now be, may be able to let you go because they'll say, well, you know, we had that previous warning, you accepted it, so now we're going to let you go. Don't do that. That's definitely a way to give up your rights. If you don't agree with the discipline, with the warning, with the performance review, say so. Say so in writing. I'm not suggesting you be aggressive. I'm not suggesting that you call your employer names. Not at all. It's okay to correct them, to, to give your side of the story, to explain why it's not accurate. Not only is it okay to do that, it's a must. Do that in writing. Again, it comes down to documenting, uh, but if you put your position in writing, you're not accepting something that's unfair, and you make it much harder for your employer to take away your rights down the road. We'll get to one more of these before we get to a couple emails here. That is, if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this, and that is don't file a complaint with the labor board if you lose your job. Wow. Yeah, that is the big one. You know, we can talk about that a a whole show, and I think we have in the past, and and that is that if you lose your job, you cannot, should not, ever, ever go to the Labor Board or the Ministry of Labor and and file a complaint with respect to losing your job. It's the worst thing that you can do. Number one, the Ministry of Labor can only help you enforce a small portion of of your legal entitlements, your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. And it gets worse than that. By filing that complaint, that claim with the Ministry of Labor, you are then forbidden from actually pursuing your full entitlement. So I'll give you an example that may uh, will put this all into context. Let's say you, you've been working for four years and there was a restructuring and you lost your job because of the restructuring. Okay, You're, you've been offered six weeks pay. You call the Ministry of Labor and say, Ministry of Labor, I've been let go four years. What am I owed? They will tell you, I guarantee you, oh, you're owed four weeks pay. You think, yeah. okay, they offered me six weeks, so I'm going to sign and accept this. All right. Well, whoa, no, 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 no. Guess what? Not only are you not owed six weeks pay, you're probably owed six months pay or eight months pay. So by signing that document, now you've lost months and months pay because you filed a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Now you can't go back. You can't undo this. 
Don't let that happen to you. What I've just described happens hundreds of times every single month. It's terrible. People lose tens of thousands of dollars that they're legally owed. Again, not that I think they should get. That doesn't matter what I think. It's what they're legally owed. So if you want to give up thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars you're legally owed, call the Ministry of Labor. Don't want to do that? Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, call me, call another lawyer, but do something other than going to the Ministry of Labor. All right, let's uh, wrap it up. Last couple minutes with a nice email. This one comes from Miriam. Miriam says, guys, after I was let go, I signed my termination paperwork without speaking to a lawyer because I was very emotional and under a lot of stress. I think my severance offer was not good. Is there anything I can do about it? John, I hate, hate questions like that. And I I get them way too often. And it it really kind of, it's so frustrating for me to have to answer those. Because the answer is, unfortunately for Miriam, no, she can't do anything. And it's possible, I I don't know all the details, but it's possible that she may be owed tens of thousands of dollars, but she accepted less. And I understand that it's a stressful time. Of course, it's a stressful time if you lose your job. I understand that you may be feeling duress and pressure. Despite that, if you sign off on that severance letter, even the next day you realize that, oh my God, that was a mistake, it's too late. You can't do that. So get advice before you sign. Doesn't matter what the pressure you may feel is. That's why there's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca that has a severance calculator function there. It's free and anonymous. It, it can't be easier to use, so you really have to do that. And tell your friends as well. If they lost their job despite the pressure, do that. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you sign off on that package, it's too late. You bet. Take your time and then make that call. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free, anonymous, and easy to use. Check it out. Uh, the phone call, otherwise, one 821 5900 to reach out. And the email from which we pull all these emails is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Appreciate all your calls tonight. Don't go anywhere. On Point is coming right back with Alex Pearson right here on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.